Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Plant Powered People podcast with your hosts, Michelle Kane and Tony Okamoto. Today, we're really excited to welcome back for the second time my really dear friend and neighbor, Crystal. She came on in season one for our episode that was called The Weekday Vegan. And it was one of our very first episodes. It's a really popular one and also maybe a little controversial, but that's what we do here. Crystal has since abandoned plant-based and vegan food altogether, stepped back in, and I think you're all going to love where she is in her journey now. Her story is really relatable and she is super authentic. And I think there need to be more examples like Crystal out in the vegan space of people who have stepped away and decided to come back. And that's okay. That is totally fine. We're glad to have you. There's a saying, we want a vegan world, not a vegan club. So I am happy to have her back. Before we get started, we want to say a big thank you to our sponsors of this episode, Better Than Bouillon and Live Bar. I know I have been loving Better Than Bouillon for so long, and I started with the seasoned vegetable broth, and it is uh, so good. But now that I know of the no chicken, thanks to Michelle, (laughs) I use that thing in everything, my gravies, my soup stocks. Yeah, I always have a trio at home. I have the vegetable base. I have the no beef and the no chicken because those are the staples. But there's actually a whole bunch more that I didn't even know they had that were vegan that I learned about a couple years ago. They have a roasted garlic base, which is absolutely absolutely delicious. Sauteed onion base. Just so many good things. They also have a no beef base. Yeah, I mentioned that one. That was one of the ones. I feel like I've always known about the no beef and the no chicken but there are these other ones I just didn't assume are vegan. My so. my friends brought it to my house and gifted it to me because mm. they know that I love it. And they traveled all the way from Seattle and they're like, here you go, here's this gift. And I was blown away because I'd never had the no beef. Speaking of which, we should make a pho recipe because oh, we love a noodle soup. Good and that, noodle soup. I remember I always used to go to a pho restaurant where they had vegetarian noodle soup. And I later found out it was actually beef broth. The no beef and the no chicken are packed with flavor and bring that familiar taste. So I'm really appreciative. They're the only ones that we use in our house. And uh, if anyone is listening and interested in purchasing it, it can be found at your local grocery store. They're super accessible. And you can also conveniently purchase it at their website, betterthanbullion.com. Yes. And then another reason that Better Than Bouillon is awesome and we love them is they come in glass jars. So it's unlike the Bouillon cubes that you'd get maybe traditionally at your grocery store. Maybe those are the ones they use. These ones are a little bit more eco-friendly. They have tons of servings per container. Definitely check out Better Than Bouillon. We are also excited to introduce you to Live Bar. They are a tasty bar that is made from ingredients I'm familiar with. And what's super cool about them is that before they didn't have a whole line of vegan bars, but now to accommodate vegans, they have reformulated their bars so that everyone can enjoy it, which I really, really appreciate it because I enjoy eating them. And they're an excellent product to keep in my glove compartment, make sure I have it in my purse so I don't get hangry. And they're also fun to use in other ways, like putting it on a smoothie or pressing it down to make a pie crust. That's brilliant. I also appreciate that they are 100% USDA certified organic. I try and shop organic whenever I can. I'm not a fan of pesticides and also just want our world to be clean. 
So that's something that's important to me. And I'm grateful that this bar is fully organic. And I'm also excited to try all their other flavors. Since they reformulated a whole bunch more, you can check out their website, which is just livebar.com to see the other flavors available. And I haven't tried them all yet. Tony, what's your favorite? I really have been liking the one I'm actually currently eating right now, which is the ginger lemon turmeric bar. It comes in a nice package, which gets me ready to eat my turmeric bar. And when you open it, what I like is that the texture is stuff that I know. I can see the seeds in there. I can see that it has pumpkin seeds. Sesame seeds. Sesame seeds. Yep. I love being able to see it instead of like a really compacted mush mush bar. (laughs) So uh, I really appreciate the taste, the convenience, the fact that I can just keep it in my purse and it's great snack. Yes. And Live Bar is kindly offering our audience and our listeners a discount code. So if you want to get 20% off your purchase at livebar.com, you can use the code plantpowered20, plantpowered20 at livebar.com. Thank you so much, Live Bar, for supporting the Plant Powered People podcast. Hi, Crystal. Welcome back to the show. Hi. We loved your episode and we know it was so helpful for a lot of people in season one when we put that out. I think that was we when we launched the podcast with our original three episodes, you were one of those three episodes. And since then, we're positive it has had a, a great impact on people who are just stepping into plant-based living and who may not feel ready to take the full leap and become all in vegans. And so we did the episode called Weekday Vegan about eating plant-based Monday through Friday and then choosing whatever you want to eat on weekends with your family. So you were vegan five days a week Mm -hmm. for how long? I think I did that for about three months, maybe. It wasn't that long. It was about three months. And then what happened? I believe, oh gosh, what year was that? (laughs) I think we may have gone on like a trip or something. And then I know shortly after, so maybe, was this 2019? I can't remember. I know short, maybe not shortly after, but I know what kind of solidified the fact that I was not going to be able to keep doing it was becoming pregnant Mm -hmm. with my now two-year-old and realizing that I could not commit. <laughs> like I just needed to eat what made me feel comfortable mm-hmm. during my pregnancy. Was it because it was just an inconvenience to learn all the new the new things or did you have some people in your life telling you that it wasn't it wasn't possible Cravings. or was, was <laughs> I I think it was mostly because pregnancy is already so all encompassing that it was just like I need to just do what I'm used to and what I'm comfortable with. I don't want if I was I think if I was already fully vegan, I would have just stayed mm-hmm. fully vegan. But because I was weekday vegan, it just seemed easier to just do what I knew mm-hmm. and be as comfortable as I could. All right. Nobody was telling me. Oh, well, that's <laughs> good. I know a lot of people have pressure, especially when they're pregnant. We've done an episode on the Plant Power People podcast before with someone who shared her experience and sometimes the pediatrician or whoever's in your life, there, there may be someone being like, are you sure that this is a good idea? And... uh And so I'm glad you didn't experience that. Well, we brought you on today because I think some people, they go away from the path that they that they wanted, which was weekday vegan or moving towards vegan or vegan before six or what whatever, and become so overwhelmed and sometimes disappointed with their choice that they they're like, well, throw my hands up. I can't, I can't do this anymore. Like especially if you told people and you just maybe feel 
judged uh, and disappointed in yourself. And what I love, 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 love about your story is that you decided to come back uh, Mm -hmm. when you felt ready. You went for it. And that's what Michelle and I are all about. It doesn't have to be about perfection. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. You can make choices or have an accidental slip up or an on-purpose slip up and then choose to be vegan the next day or in your case, a couple years later. (laughs) Uh, And that's fantastic. No, that's fantastic. We're so proud of you. And we'd love to hear uh, where you are now and how you started getting back in that direction. Okay. So how I started getting back in it, I've been eating vegan since last November. I would say like early November, 2020. I would love to say what everyone is supposed to say, which is because it, it was for the animals. Unfortunately, <laughs> that is not the case. That is a great side effect. And <laughs> it is, I've, as I've been eating vegan more, it's like I, I learn more, obviously. Like you can't help but learn more. So I am very happy that I'm doing that for the animals now. But it was more so because I think I realized during COVID that I have a really, really, really unhealthy like relationship with food. And I don't know how to control, but also, this is going to get sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I lost my mom at too young an age, I believe. Now that I have my child, I think I'm just trying to stack the deck in my favor to do things that will make sure that she doesn't lose me at too young an age. And my unhealthy relationship with food made me think that my, or not just, th- I saw my body's health was not doing great. Like I was, I didn't have enough energy, like just a whole bunch of stuff was, I'm sure if I went to the doctor during 2020, they would have been like, you probably should cut down on this, this, and this because your cholesterol is probably not great anymore, blah, blah, blah. Don't know that for sure. That's what I'm guessing. But mainly, I just want to be the healthiest version of myself because I need to be around and be energetic and be healthy and happy for my child. And I was not healthy, happy, or energetic during that time. And I don't have a... Plenty of people can figure out ways to eat healthily and eat animal products. I'm not one of those people. To me, vegan is like the ultimate. Like you could go from eating meat every single day and you could cut, like most people could cut down on it gradually. I need to just cut it. Like I need to cut everything. There is no all or nothing. If I tell myself like you don't eat meat anymore, then I can do that. Like I can sustain that. I can't sustain like you're just not going to eat as much cheese anymore. I can't sustain that. Now I'm confused because (laughs) your Instagram handle is not strictly vegan. Yes. So tell us about what that means to you. I started that Instagram handle when I was still, so when I, in November, I started it weekday vegan. Shortly after that, like not even two months after that, I realized I wasn't eating meat on weekends. (laughs) So it was just like, that's what I started doing because I was like, that's what I did last time. I was successful that way. Every day during the week, I will. I can be successful in doing that. I got really into cooking food, though, and I really I hated cooking my entire life. Like <laughs> I mean, detested it. Like I hate. I hated it. But somehow, I mean, everybody had more time during COVID, so I started um, cooking more and realized that I like cooking. And then I just kind of re- woke up one day. I was like, oh, I haven't eaten any animal product, and it's Sunday. So I haven't been a weekday vegan per se, probably since like the first month. So the handle is based on that, like the initial coming into it. But it, I, I think at this point, it's also based on the fact that I live with two non-vegans. And so it is nearly impossible. I make the conscious choice not to eat 
animal products, but I inevitably, <laughs> like I still make my child food and I taste her food because I want to make sure it either is not too hot or it tastes good. So like stuff like that will still happen. So that's why I don't feel feel the need to like change my handle. Also, I think it sounds cool. Um, <laughs> I remember when you first were planning on starting Instagram and I was so excited because yeah. we hang out all the time and, and we were cooking and things and we we're like, oh, this will be so fun. Uh, and you were kind of nervous about, yeah. could you choose a title like that without being fully hated by everyone because it's kind of in neither boat. And I was so excited that you were going to go for it with Not Strictly Vegan because that was the power of bringing you on as a weekday vegan, showing that you can be plant forward or even vegan but imperfect Mm -hmm. is such an important model to set for people who aren't in a place to embrace perfection, which reality check, none of us are perfect, of course, but also like to go 90% or 95% that's where massive change can happen. And that's where it becomes realistic for a lot of people that it wouldn't otherwise be. And so I think setting that example, even though you will have occasional people maybe (laughs) throwing some shade your way for being imperfect in their eyes, I just think it's it's a really great handle to have and that you're going to carry that with you, even though you're pretty much vegan. Also, we hang out every weekend Mm -hmm. and I didn't know you were fully vegan until like a couple weeks ago, I think. (laughs) Also, I think Michelle's downplaying her excitement about the Instagram handle. I told her that I'd started the Instagram handle and I'd never posted it. I think I had it like for a month already. And she's like, you're posting tonight. And so like my very first post is stuff she cooked because she was like, you are posting tonight. Also, also about the not cooking when you first were even dabbling in Mm -hmm. vegan, which I remember you did our meal plan, the Mm -hmm. plant-based on a budget meal plan. And you were like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to try and do this, Michelle, five days a week, but I hate cooking. I don't want to cook food. I don't want to spend time in the kitchen. I don't eat beans. I don't don't like nuts. (laughs) I don't like, there are all these foods that are like the staple of vegan. (laughs) Still don't like them. (laughs) And in my head, I was like, each little thing was like, oh gosh, is this even going to be possible? Like, you looked even very you really nervous at the store. It's <laughs> kind of hard. I forgot that you did our meal plan and don't eat beans. It's now coming back to my memory yeah. that but- Michelle was like, okay, so how do you make these tacos without <laughs> beans? And I'm like, oh. I went to the store with Michelle and she looked a little like, crap with it. <laughs> well, because we were doing specifically on a budget. Yeah. Rice and beans oh, yeah. are the staple. And like the easy like, oh, you can always swing by Chipotle if you're starving, but like, no, you can't have beans. (laughs) But the crazy thing is that now that you've had time under your belt, like really getting playful in the kitchen and cooking with your daughter, which is so, so sweet, cooking and baking, you have become my cooking inspiration. (laughs) You post things. I'm like, oh my God, I need to make that. You're like, Michelle, have you followed this Instagram account? Their food is amazing. (laughs) And so it's been really cool to see that transformation. I also want to acknowledge that your your experience is very relatable. Mm-hmm. Not everyone can go plant-based overnight and then stick to it forever mm-hmm. without any slip-ups or any obstacles that are thrown at you every single day. Yeah. And I know that from my for me, I went vegetarian and felt very committed and there were some things that I remember the very first day I went vegetarian, I went to Trader Joe's and bought the corn dogs and the corn dogs had eggs. So I did things that I didn't know. But then also I was a nanny and I remember making a turkey sandwich and it just looked so good. So I ate one. (laughs) 
And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm like the worst vegetarian ever. How am I like, should I quit? Should I stop? Like tomorrow? Should I go back to it? It can be an overwhelming experience when you don't have a community who is in your home with you or who's part of your family who's doing this with you and can be like, you can get get back up. You can continue (laughs) being vegetarian tomorrow, even though you ate that turkey sandwich right now. And I love that you're being an example for for everyone who's eaten that turkey sandwich or Mm -hmm. who's gone on vacation with their family or who Michelle and I were talking to someone who had a little bit too much to drink and then ate some appetizers that had animal products in them. And it's just such a relatable story. So I'm appreciative that you're here talking about your experience. I think that also is why I wanted the Instagram account because it's like an accountability thing too. Like if I'm posting my food, then I'm more likely to keep, at least in the beginning. Now it's a little easier. But like in the beginning, I was like, well, if I have to post about the food, then I will not have to. But like if I post about the food, then I'm more likely to keep eating the vegan food. Also to your point, I have like two followers, but my two followers constantly DM me and say like, oh, I I like if I say like I messed up here, or I messed up there. They're like, I do that all the time. And it's people that like it seems in their bios that they are perfect vegans, but oh they are not. <laughs> so. Also, you have a lot of followers and those listening, you should definitely follow Crystal for like real life food, not these perfected Instagram photos no. of things that you're never <laughs> going to make. Like these are like awesome looking rest. What did you just make? You just made jackfruit and, and impossible meat, meat ribs. Uh, ribs. Oh. Yeah. I mean, Instagram is a treasure trove of like amazing recipes. I think that's what made me want to cook. Like your your cookbook, I cooked like half of in the first month. And then I was just like moving on other cookbooks. But then when I discovered like you can just make the stuff that you see on Instagram, I was like, oh, this like Mm -hmm. it not getting bored also helps (laughs) like not getting bored with what you're eating. Did you find accounts that they looked like what you maybe you resonated with them Mm -hmm. more? So the vegan ribs are from at black and vegan it's actually at blk and vegan Mm -hmm. and she eats the way i feel like i ate growing up like her like even just the way she seasons food is like that is relatable to me like that is how i grew up eating but she's eating it vegan like she veganizes stuff that i or not even i mean she's not even just she'll sometimes just have like a chipotle bowl but it's just like the way she'll season it or what things that she puts in it i'm just like oh that's how i would do it like that Mm -hmm. makes sense to me so yeah, that that's also been very helpful. There's others too, but that's the one I can think of because that's the ribs I made yesterday. That's awesome. And what took you over the edge? So you started with not strictly not strictly vegan, mm-hmm. doing it weekday vegan. Mm-hmm. How did you decide? I don't care that two people in my family don't eat vegan <laughs> and don't want to um, mm-hmm. always eat vegan, and I'll still cook for them, but I'm gonna. I'm going to, on weekends even, make something separate for myself. I don't think I decided. I just think I started doing it. I don't think it was like a conscious decision one day. It was just, I had a weekend. I was like, I don't think I've eaten meat this weekend. And then, and then I had more weekends when that happened. And I was, so now I will say like, I am always trying to make the intention not to eat animal products. It happens again, having, I mean, Michael, I don't need, we don't have to eat the same thing, but it's really hard with the toddler (laughs) not to eat things or at least taste things like now she's tries to put her food in my mouth like it's like a whole thing so but yeah I don't think it was ever a conscious decision it was just like one day I realized like oh 
I'm not eating meat. And like she, Michelle said, she didn't, she sees me every week and she didn't even realize it was happening. <laughs> I never let myself think that unless it's like firm, 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 because I get too excited. She but I just it. had no idea. Yeah. You could be called the accidental vegan. Yeah. I, mean, I would, if imperfect vegan wasn't taken, I would have picked that Instagram. And handle. <laughs> what better thing could you have to endorse the way of eating mm-hmm. than you not even having to tr- like really push for it anymore or mm-hmm. really be thoughtful or prevent or stop yourself from eating things that you want to eat? Do you still feel that way? Like you're like, oh God, I have to hold back from this thing that I want? Or have you sort of crowded it out with all these new things you've been trying? I mean, I do get scared of the day that I'm like, I have nothing that I want to try to cook. <laughs> like, oh, wow. That day does scare me. Tell me when that happens so I can give you okay. one of my one million cookbooks. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that is what's stopping me from buying a bunch of cookbooks. I'm like, I need to keep these in reserve, like for when I need a new recipe. I, honest to God, that is what's stopping me. Growing up, I hated cooking. I hated baking. So there's things I didn't even know you could do yourself. Like I thought you you bought those things. So like, or I thought it was easier to buy them. So like when I first started doing this, I started, I was like, you could just bake a cake in 45 minutes and have a cake. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds way easier, especially during COVID, than like going to a store and getting a cake. I'm like, I could just have a cake. Like I could bake a cake and then there's a cake here. Yeah. Like that, like that like blew like awesome. genuinely blew my mind. That's how that's how you bad made it that was. lemon cake, the lemon olive oil yeah. cake. And then oh. I was like, I need to start making lemon oh, olive oil. Olive oil cake. cake. Oh, that was a good COVID trend. But so like with the cheese thing, when I realized like, oh, you can make things cheesy. Like there are other ways to make things cheesy. I was like, Oh, <laughs> and you know what? We've won Michael over to the nutritional yeast side. Yeah, because now we do Pasta Fridays, which is like <laughs> olive oil, nu- tons of nutritional yeast, garlic powder. I think yummy. it should be made clear that we don't do Pasta Fridays. You guys eat pasta as an appetizer to a full. We dinner. eat an entire <laughs> package of pasta. We portion a little bit for the kids, and then Michael and I finish the entire pot of pasta before, like. <laughs> For those who are wondering about your daughter, Mm -hmm. is there any chance that she would start eating more plant or is she already eating more plant based because you're the cook and you eat plant based? I'm not the cook. So that's the thing. Michael has always been the cook and he's not going to be. I mean, good luck to you. I think Michelle is, I think that's probably her ultimate. Like that's like the goal. I don't even try it with Michael. I feel like like every, I mean, because every Friday he's kind of forced, but like, um, he's always been the cook. Like I, I'm telling you, I not only hated it, I wouldn't do it. So I, she's definitely eating more plant-based. She already, I was just thinking this yesterday. She doesn't love meat. Like she's not a big, like she likes to go to restaurants and order fries. So a lot of times we'll like... Same. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> and so the meals that come with fries for kids are typically like chicken tenders and fries or like burgers and fries. She'll just eat the fries. She's probably like a weekday vegetarian. Got it. <laughs> like Got she it. eats cheese, but she eats a ton. Like her favorite things to eat are fruit. She eats a lot of pasta. Like she sounds like a vegan. Like she eats a ton of pasta. She eats a lot of fruit. <laughs> and Crystal, you, you're constantly sharing what you made. Like you, the other day you made banana ice cream, mm-hmm. which is so cool because that's just she frozen bananas blended. Banana yeah. And <laughs> she's getting exposed to, to things like that that I think most kids don't. Mm-hmm. So she's going to have such a well-rounded like exposure to yeah. food and whole foods too, yeah. which is really cool. I think at this point with her, I would wait until I'm not going to like She's still trying to figure out food and like what she likes to eat. Can you tell everyone how old she is? She just turned two in June and she's opinionated. Um, So I think at this point, I will 
kind of follow her lead. I will keep giving her plant-based foods and plant-based meals. Like yesterday, she will either spit them out or eat them. Um, <laughs> like, and then my husband will just keep giving her the food. The other, like she's eating mac and cheese right now. It's not, it's not vegan mac and cheese, but she also likes vegan mac and cheese. So like she's just getting exposed to both things. And I think at some point I will talk to her when I think she understands and she notices that I eat different than her and tell her like why. And then she can just make that decision for herself. I don't plan to judge my kid about That's the way so she eats. so beautiful. I used to babysit a lot of kids growing up and many of, I'd say probably half of the kids, if they noticed, who would mm-hmm. notice what I was eating that I didn't eat meat, would ask what I, what that was. I would tell them I'm a vegetarian because I love animals. I just don't want to eat them. And about half of them would say, I don't want to eat animals. I want to be vegetarian. But they didn't have the choice with mm-hmm. their families to make an independent decision about food. So they would say, what, and I never pushed this. I, I never even really furthered the conversation because I just felt that's not my place. But they would tell me actively that when they get older, that's the choice that they wanted oh, to make. Yay. And I don't think any of them did because it was like out of the moment, out of the time and place. I'm really surprised that young little baby Michelle didn't take note and write names down so that in however many years to when they were 18, you were not like (laughs) super activist-y Michelle wasn't (laughs) messaging them on MySpace or like now is Hey Sam, if you're listening, you're a few years past you. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Okay, so I I have another question about before you were a weekday vegan. Mm -hmm. And that's always a challenge because you're just jumping into it. Mm -hmm. You came back more prepared and more understanding of what you wanted and what you could do differently. Mm -hmm. How did the family handle it second time around? Did they understand that you were moving towards something that was going to be long term and seven days a week instead of five (laughs) days? Or did they, did they, talk to you about it at all? Or was it just something that happened and whatever? I think the first time Michael thought, also Michael's my husband, if I haven't made that clear. The first time Michael thought it would just be something, I think it was like your meal plan was like two weeks or a month or something. And then he's like, okay, well, she'll get over that. Like, (laughs) And then I kept doing it for a few months. And he's like, I think he still thought in his mind, like she's only weekday vegan, this too shall pass. Like Mm -hmm. it'll, it'll end. And then the second time, I don't even really think I spoke much about it. I think I just ordered a bunch of groceries from Whole Foods one day and then started cooking with those things. And then I just kind of casually mentioned it because with him, it's like, you got to just kind of show you're serious about it. Otherwise, it's going to be like, okay, (laughs) sure. I realized that he started to take me seriously when he started to incorporate vegan foods in our regular grocery budget. (laughs) So then I was like, okay, so he knows that I'm like legit. Does he do the grocery shopping? Yes, I'm I'm kind of banned. Um, (laughs) So I will still buy like any fun vegan thing I want to try. Like I'll buy that myself, but I'm not. I'm not to buy groceries for the house. (laughs) Not good. I'm like the child in the grocery store. I'm like, oh yeah, like let's get this, this, and this. And you're like, why? The three of us, why are groceries a thousand dollars? You come home and not have uh, jelly with your peanut butter and bread. Yes, come but home, have not- like five types of cookies. Like why? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that is still me, and <laughs> I still do the grocery shopping because I like going to Disneyland. Ordering online was so much better. Like I kind of still think I should do that because I'm like, you see your, you see like your the repeat prices order coming also. up too, and you can, or you see your repeat order, so you can yeah. just buy that same stuff again. Going in the store, I'm just like. 
<laughs> like I want it all. And how did your extended family take it? I know you hung out with your in-laws, yeah. with I, your in-laws or your husband's family. We were with, so we finally got to go home back to the Midwest in June because none of our family lives here. And so I saw my in-laws, my mother-in-law was perfect. Like she had just visited us maybe a month before and she already knew that I was eating vegan. So she bought me like a ton of, I mean, she bought stuff I'd never heard of before. She also like, she bought like the eight pack of Beyond Burgers. And I was like, I don't even buy this for myself. Like that is a splurge. I was like, wow. So she was good. My family, my dad knew because my dad is like, the healthiest person I know. So he was, he's not vegan, but like he, he was super excited. So my dad knew, but like my, my grandma and my, like my aunt and stuff, they didn't know. And I went to stay at my aunt's house and I told her ahead of time. And she said, I told her like the day before I was going over there, I was like, yeah, she's like, I'm going to cook a bunch of food. What do you guys like? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, don't worry about me because I'm eating vegan right now. And she was like, oh, I don't have anything for you. <laughs> I was like, that's fair. Like, don't worry about it. Um, and then when I got there, <laughs> she got more into it. Like I brought a bunch because I still had so many leftover things from my mother-in-law's house. So I was just like, I'm just going to bring hamburgers for everyone. I, well, <laughs> so like they, she would make something and then I would just like ask her, you know, just don't put such and such in it. And I will just add what I think I added like my own cheese to something or whatever. Um, so she would try that. But I, I think it was my grandma who said like, also, my grandma's never asked about my nutritional, like, she's never, like, this is so odd. She's like, well, how do you get protein? And I was like, through food. And so, and she's like, okay. <laughs> this is my favorite response ever to well, that. I how do you know. get protein? Crystal was like, through food? <laughs> Simple as that. I think, as you. I think it caught her off guard. I think I followed up with like, I don't like vegetables. Like I didn't, I didn't know what to say. Like I've never been asked that before. I've been vegan in COVID. So I haven't been around people. Oh, well, get, <laughs> so. get ready, buckle up. Cause that is the question of. <laughs> it's funny. Cause I could eat McDonald's every day for the rest of my life. And my, people in my life would never ask me about my nutritional no, exactly. um, needs being met. Yeah. If I start eating beans and lentils and split peas and produce and they're like oh but how are yeah. is this okay yeah. kale smoothies yeah. it is so odd like i've eaten the craziest things in front of them and they were never like oh what about you know your vitamin c <laughs> well say my un- my grandpa i grew up in my grandparents and my grandpa i remember so vividly eating you know those whole long pieces of salami that are dried Yep. And they're like they white have them, on the like outside. on the airplane. Airplane they give them to you. And I remember the whole I was eating like a whole one just like biting off. I didn't even cut it. I was just <laughs> biting it. And my grandpa was like, you know, I'm going to show you something and he opened up his shirt and he had this big incision scar on his chest from when he had his first heart procedure oh, and wow. said, "I I used to eat salami just like you and and that did not work for me. And he, it's unfortunate because he later passed away from uh, complications oh, and triple bypass surgery. But that was the first time I remember thinking, what the heck does food have to do with my heart? <laughs> wow. I've never heard you share that story before. That's so intense to wow. me. Wait, how old were you when you saw that? I was little. I didn't yeah. even understand it. That is powerful. That's a powerful lesson to to yeah. share with wow. a child. That's so cool. I get that though. I think, again, like that's part of the reason I wanted to eat 
vegan. And my mom didn't pass away from, from anything like she ate. Like it wasn't a, a, like it had nothing to do with that. But I'm just thinking like if you want to stick around as long as you can yep. for your kid, like you got to treat yourself better. And I don't think in any way going vegan means you eat healthy <laughs> like instantly. It just you have for me, I've been making way healthier choices. Like right now, Crystal's snacking on a tub of tomatoes. From they are Tony's the best garden. tomatoes. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. Well, I will say that I feel like your family's response, as like the first vegan that probably any of them have had close exposure to, maybe was so great. I mean, Michael's mom going yeah. above and beyond and getting all those foods. That's what my husband's mom did when we came home, and I remember just being floored because. It took me a long time to even figure out what products are out there, what to do, how to cook, what to, how to shop. And so for someone else to take you under their wing in their home yeah. and provide that, that's amazing. It's also so cool to be the first person who your family gets to know who's, who's mm-hmm. living this lifestyle. I know for me, my parents at first were like, what the hell? Like, how did this happen to us? God has forsaken us with this hippie oh vegan. <laughs> and uh, and now I hear them and they they understand what it means and they know that I can eat anything that they're eating with slight modifications that are not super inconvenient to them. And I hear them and I hear stories of them talking to people and they're like, oh, my daughter is vegan. And uh, now they're pr- like, it's something that they're proud of about me. And it warms my heart even telling that story because I was the first person and I showed them that that it didn't need to be a hard process for yeah. the family. And and now going forward, when they meet someone who's veg forward or veg leaning or like they encourage them like, oh, my daughter's vegan. That's cool. Aww. And so that's really nice. I think by the time I left my aunt's house, we'd maybe had like lunch, dinner, breakfast, and I'd do whatever I needed to do to like had to make sure I could eat something. And she's like, oh, I'm going to try that. Like she tasted it and she's like, oh, I might start cooking with that or whatever. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. She might've just been saying that to be nice, but still. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. It. So on this podcast, we always like to dig into the struggle and the challenge of things. Is there anything that you feel like has been a, a big challenge that you've had to overcome? Like what's been the hardest parts of the journey? Again, I think because I started, got back into vegan eating during COVID. So I was just at home and it's not hard to mess up when you're only at home. Even when you have two non-vegans around you, it's still not that hard to mess up. I do think the challenge is now that the world is opening up a bit more and we're going, like restaurants is fine, especially when you live in California. My gosh, we are blessed. Um, (laughs) But going places like I'm from the Midwest, like going back to the Midwest and eating with family or eating with friends, like that's more of the challenge. I I still think I'll do it, but that is like I did a girls' trip with my friends in Omaha. Like that's super. Like that's like Midwest. <laughs> like and there weren't. We didn't make sure that I always had something to eat. <laughs> so, so sometimes it would have been a lot easier to just eat what they were eating, and it was hard not to. So lots of French fries. Lots of French fries. <laughs> Side salads. There were like... Remain this- iceberg lettuce. <laughs> iceberg lettuce. Iceberg lettuce. A lot of just talking to servers and uh, like we went to my restaurant that my best friend went to go to because it was her birthday. Not a vegan restaurant whatsoever. But I just asked the server like, got anything vegan? And he's like, oh yeah, the chef can make you something. And he took like this... Fr- I think I posted it. He took... Oh, I don't even remember what it was called. But it was over French fries, ironically. And it was some sort of like dish that's usually really meaty and cheesy. And he just made it 
vegan. And I just was like, oh, you can just ask and they might be able to accommodate. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of times, if especially if you're at a nicer higher end, Mm -hmm. any restaurant that has like an actual chef, sometimes those menus are not vegan friendly and you'll just feel like I literally can get nothing. But always ask because Mm -hmm. it can actually give the chef like they get really excited. And especially if you're grateful and express that, like it just makes everyone feel good all the way around. And oftentimes when I when I've done that in different scenarios, whoever I'm eating with is always like, what's that? Mm. (laughs) it's like the classic story about the vegan wedding food how like if they if you get a vegan meal at a wedding you're like the only one with that meal and everyone's like oh i want what you're having (laughs) yeah i would definitely definitely went for ice cream and i was just like so i'm just gonna sit here (laughs) like watch you guys eat this i'll have a cone (laughs) i had nothing i was like okay oh that's so hard (laughs) i commend you because that is a that is a challenge when you're in the moment Mm -hmm. with your girlfriends in a new place checking out a new restaurant I know that food is such a big part of travel for so many people to sit it out even even though you're the odd person it takes some courage and some discipline so and the only person holding you accountable was yourself yeah because so it was truly just self-motivated to to do that, which is pretty cool. I think that's why I'm still not strictly vegan though, because like I will go and with all the intentions of eating vegan, but then if the server says, well, everything on here is vegan, except we made a mistake and put such such and such in the such and such. I'm like, all right, (laughs) like you already made it. I guess I'll eat it. Like, I don't know. And it's, if it's something big, like you put a slice of cheese on my burger, I'm (laughs) like, oh no, like I'm not going to eat that. But I don't know if it's like this m- small thing. I'm like, well, I'm not going to send that. What's going to happen? I get really weirded out and I've never cared, but I get like, I've made a mistake and bought non-vegan foods. But I'm, and, and I'm like, well, if I don't eat it, Michael's definitely not going to eat it. Felicity's not going to eat it. So I'm going to throw it away. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. So the food waste thing kind of freaks me out too. So I'm definitely not strictly vegan. So well, the intention is there. I do think there are lots of reasons for being vegan. And I know, I know now a fair amount of, of people who are very passionate about being vegan and some of them are do less harm people Mm -hmm. they don't want to contribute to food waste they don't want to throw away perfectly good food they want to do the least amount of harm the reason they ordered a vegan dish was because they didn't want to do harm but now that the vegan dish is here and has a slice of cheese it would be more harmful in their opinion to throw the whole thing away they would rather scrape the slice of cheese off and eat the burger yeah. and not several things, not send it back and make the server hate vegans, not make everyone at the table think that vegans are a huge challenge to dine with and they throw whole burgers away. And then also you're contributing to food waste. So mm-hmm. everyone makes their own decisions and you made yours and you're still moving forward in in the in plant-based way. So I think that's fantastic. It makes me sad seeing someone in your position where you're like, I'm pretty much vegan, but there might be these situations to classify as not strictly vegan because I, I I really hope that we get to a point where we can just say we're vegan. And if something happens or something comes up or something's not vegan, or you make a choice that you think is better for the world, even though it's not technically vegan, that that word is not policed and, and we can still feel free to embrace it without judgment and without perfection because 
yeah, I, I've just seen so much damage happen from people feeling like they they just can't do it well enough. And so then stepping away from the world, word altogether. I mean, I have felt that way. I don't I have felt drive to step away from the word vegan because I don't want to make anyone else feel like they have to live under this pressure mm-hmm. of perfection and all the policing going on. So I'm really excited that we're entering hopefully a space where there's just more understanding. And my hope is for anyone listening to have compassion. I know Crystal has experienced at least one case of one uh, <laughs> so far as her as her account grows, it may change. Sorry, Crystal. Remember, I'm not an influencer, guys. Be Sorry. nice to me. I'm just a normal person. <laughs> uh, we all are normal people and we have feelings. And, and I hope that people listening will find compassion when they see something and on the internet and someone maybe is vulnerable and shares a mistake. That is real. That is reality. That's what happens. People make mistakes and there's no need to point it out. What we want to do is encourage people to continue despite mistakes and not outcast them and not make them feel shunned and go further away with more mistakes and then possibly forgoing plant-based living altogether because it's too challenging or judgmental or just not for them. So uh, I hope I hope everyone just shares more compassion and kindness online. That's why I'll keep posting my mistakes. I wouldn't even call them mistakes, like just choices I made that you mm, might not mm-hmm. like. But that's, I mean, I, when I buy a pizza crust and it has cheese in it, that was a mistake. But like if I eat something with my child, that wasn't a mistake. That's a choice I made. And like, I'm okay with it. And I'll mm-hmm. keep posting that stuff. Yeah. I think that's important. We have an article on World of Vegan that is very controversial, but I thought it was important to post. And it is called, I feed my vegan kid non-vegan birthday cake or something. So I let my kid eat non-vegan birthday cake. And it's like this situation that gets really tricky when tiny little kids have don't understand why they can or can't eat something yet. And to, to police that with them is, is a pretty tough situation. And it's not to endorse one way is right, one way is wrong, whatever, but just to know that there's different ways of approaching eating and different ways of applying compassion to our actions surrounding food. And vegan is one word and one meaning and one tool to apply to ourselves or the food that we eat to try and apply compassion in our actions. So it's just a word. And yeah, there's a lot of ways to go about it. And sometimes just talking to people Mm -hmm. uh, and hearing their point of view, I know that for me and some of my decisions that I've shared here on the podcast, I feel uncomfortable being totally authentic and I do it anyway. And I hope that if anyone ever feels like they didn't like what I said, they would give me a chance to talk about it with them Mm -hmm. instead of just attacking me online. I think that that's such a common way of communicating right now is instead of having a conversation, it's it can be unkind. And so I applaud you for continuing to share your real life. Yay. Yay. All right. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us and for coming back onto the Plant Powered People podcast. I hope people will go find you. What what is your handle? Not Strictly Vegan. On Instagram. And are you on any other social media platforms? That's the one. Not that they need to know about. (laughs) (laughs) all right well thank you again thanks crystal thank you i really appreciate crystal for coming on and sharing her real story i think sometimes there's so much 
pressure to be perfect that people are really filtered and maybe wouldn't share if they accidentally or on purpose made a decision that wasn't in line with the vegan lifestyle. And so the fact that she's on here and being really vulnerable about it makes me feel inspired. And I hope it does to you as well. Yeah, it takes a certain type of strength to to embrace embrace things that could be criticized. So thank you again, Crystal. A quick reminder to check out our sponsors, Better Than Bouillon, which is our favorite soup broth base and also a concentrated paste that works to boost up the flavor in anything that you're cooking. Yum, yum, yum. Definitely keep an eye out for them in stores if you haven't seen them already. And a big thank you to Live Bar. Again, you can get 20% off with Plant Powered 20 at their website, livebar.com. This was also a really fun episode to record because we were able to record it all together, which we haven't done for some time because pandemic life happened. But also we oftentimes have to record remotely because our guests are from all around the world. So this was so fun. Thank you all for listening. And just a big thank you for all of your support of the Plant Power People podcast. It means the world to Tony and I, to all of our Patreon supporters, growing community of you listening who have gone the extra mile to support us at patreon.com slash plantpoweredpeople. Thank you so, so much. And then also those who have left reviews on our podcast and even the Friendly Vegan Cookbook who have left reviews on Amazon. It really makes a big impact in helping the projects that we put lots of TLC into, getting them to reach more people and just making our hearts feel full. So thank you so much. Wishing you all a beautiful day. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you in the next one. Bye. Bye.